Calling all benders and non-benders alike. Jump into the epic world of Avatar with your favorite podcast, Avatar, Braving the Elements. Hosted by me, Janet Varney. And me, Dante Bosco. Each week we'll recap and discuss a new episode. So come join us and our amazing guests from creators to cast to superfans to chat about all things Avatarverse. It's Fire Nation time. Book of Fire. Let's go. Listen to Avatar Braving the Elements wherever you get your podcasts. The Last Kids on Earth and their superhero alter egos are back in the latest installment of the graphic novel spinoff series, The Last Comics on Earth, Too Many Villains. Jack, June, Quint, and Dirk face their biggest challenge yet, creating the sequel to their hit graphic novel in a mad dash, puzzle-filled race across Apocalyptia to stop the biggest evil plan in history. Hey, you know what the creators of Last Comics on Earth's evil plan is? Make me and my kids love these books. Seriously, my younger kid is a huge fan of both the Last Kid series and the Last Comic series. It's true. And now I'm hooked too. The whole team has created a delightful cast of characters with some fantastic kid-friendly art throughout that will appeal to readers of all ages. Buy your copy of The Last Comics on Earth in stores today. You can also visit lastkidsonearth.com to learn more. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for coming to Comic Book Club Live. Please give it up for your hosts, Alex, Justin, and Pete. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Comic Book Club. I'm Alex. I'm Justin. I am Pete. And that's our man of Booth, Booth Man Prime. Booth Man Prime. There he is. Oh, my gosh, you guys. What a wonderful September Eve. It's autumn. All here. It's, it's autumn. It's time for autumn blockbuster season, where we all go see the big autumn blockbusters, uh, like Spider-Man Far From Home. Uh, oh. uh. <laughs> wait, hold on. That came out during the summer, Justin. Yeah. No, I'm pretty sure it's autumn blockbuster season, because that's when I see the movies. Oh, okay. Oh. It did just hit home video. Okay, is it perfect? That's what I'm yeah, talking about. Blockbuster you, season. You did you just see it? Is that what's No, going? but I very close. As soon as, the, <laughs> as soon as the first leaf turns brown and falls to wanna, the ground. If you want to get the theater experience, I can do that for you. You rent Spider-Man Far From Home at home, sit right up close to your TV screen, and uh-huh. I'll just kick you in your back. That's no, perfect. <laughs> That's perfect. Do I have to be far from home to enjoy the movie? <laughs> yes. Because uh, no. if I watch it at home, am I going like, to no. miss some stuff? If you're far from home, you still won't be watching the movie. That oh. oh, wow. You'll be outside Fun. the movie. Oh, shit. That really yeah. blows my mind. I was going to go to um, uh, Europe and watch it. Is oh, that nice. The yeah, it? That's mm-hmm. how you do it. That's the, the true Spider-Man connoisseur <laughs> watches the appropriate part of Spider-Man from home in the appropriate locations where it takes place. That's where I was with the Avengers movies. <laughs> Is that really? Yeah, yeah I watched. Spent a lot in of time New in New York. Space. You went yeah. to New York. Ooh, yeah, I did. I so cool. What's that like? Well, it's a crazy city, New York. Let yeah. me tell you. Oh man, what a town! Uh, do you know who else is crazy, you guys? Who? Um, our guest. Oh! He's one of our favorite guys to have on the show. He is an amazing comedian. He just got back from Japan. He'll no, talk a lot. That's right. He's not going to brag about that oh, shit. About him, you know. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Nat Towson! Nat, welcome we back to the Hello. show! He comes out from the recurring Whey. guest store. Welcome back. Welcome back to America. Thank yeah. you for bringing uh, your uh, Japanese uh, thermos. Yes. The Japanese thermos. Uh, what were you doing in Japan? What's going it on? It is a Japanese thermos that I owned before leaving for Japan, but that is a yeah, good cool, coincidence. Cool, cool. I only, oh uh, I only uh, uh, touch Japanese objects now. Yeah. Is this oh, and you have like a little bit of a beard now? I get it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you're like, I'm traveling. Yeah. Wow. You're it back is funny because... Back from freshman year at college. <laughs> Do you? Uh, it was a 
a gap year, actually. Oh, okay. It's You're just a, really trying to find yourself. Yeah, it's actually, it's really interesting. I found this side of myself I, like, didn't know existed. Um, and specifically, it's the side of myself that can relate every conversation to my trip to Japan. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. I've just uh, been yeah. in awe of that side of you. Yeah. Now, what, what were you doing in Japan? Um, well, it's it's a little, it's, part of it is a little dark. I, I mean, I was touring for comedy. and I was do, on vacation, but that I was also, dark. it's very That's dark. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't ever look into why you do comedy too deeply. It turns out it's tough. The but, abyss uh, looks back at you. Yeah, exactly. But that's actually why I was there. And uh, I was meeting with a lot of, these guys are way too goofy for what I'm about to say, okay, but we'll uh, survivors of the tsunami and earthquake and Fukushima meltdown. Ooh, really? And, uh, okay. Trauma, but also specifically about using like uh, art and comedy and, and uh, 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 as a way of processing uh, trauma or dealing with mental health issues. Um, so very funny stuff <laughs> up front. No, that's very cool. Uh, uh, no, it was, it was cool. you were there for a couple meeting. of weeks, right? I was there for three weeks. Uh, the tour, that particular leg of the tour was about eight days. So I came about a week early and I traveled around southern Japan. I went to Kyoto and then uh, Kobe specifically to eat beef and then a <laughs> nice. few days in Tokyo. Did it taste fresher there? Oh my God, it was so Do good. Do they slice it right off of the cow into your mouth? Yeah. Oh my the God. The cow's screaming. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's like a no, chiaroscuro, but they, they cut the cow's throat first. Come on. Okay, I don't know. How, how does a cow scream? That? Huh? How does a cow scream? Like this. Ah, why? <laughs> says, I thought you just wanted the milk. Yeah, uh, but in Japanese. Yeah, if you yeah. really heard a cow, it starts talking English. Yeah, so uh, that was my trip. Uh, I yeah. know you were enjoying yourself when I saw that you, uh, I believe, tweeted, I just found out you can change your ticket with no fee. I'm staying forever. Yeah. <laughs> and you stayed a full another like week. I, I stayed a few more days because I was actually, so we were doing this, the longer part of the tour, uh, and I, I kind of missed just wandering around Japan and doing whatever I wanted. And our la- the last um, 24, or, or, sorry, 48 hours of the tour, we were in Koryama, and then we w- took a train down to Tokyo, spent the afternoon in Tokyo, took the train to Kyoto, then from there to Nara, spent the night in Nara, went back up to Kyoto, and then slept in Kyoto, and went from Kyoto to Tokyo the next day. And if you don't know, Kyoto and Tokyo are like here to Georgia, but there's a bullet train that gets you the there. The trains like are through. so fast it's like going to Brooklyn. Yeah, right? you would, essentially. Yeah, if, if the D's running local, you might as well just go to Kyoto instead. And, <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was like that insane. And then from Tokyo, we were going to just stop in Tokyo Station and take the train to the airport and leave Japan. And I was like, I don't want to spend half of my last... 48 hours in Japan on a train as beautiful and clean as they are and and on time wow. okay, so the um, mayor of yeah, Tokyo I, I, work yeah. for, uh, I work for the Shinkansen train line now yeah um this is I, I'm actually required to do this in every conversation, but they also so, have to shove people on trains because they're so packed. You know, yeah, I only what's up with that? I, I only yeah. experienced one really packed train in Tokyo where we were. I was literally chest to chest with other men, which was I was like, ah, there it is. That's the that's the Tokyo I was promised. That's that's the full body contact I was promised. <laughs> nice. But my point was that I was on my way back to Tokyo, and on the train I called the airline and I was like, can you get me a flight in a couple of days? And I had to like switch airports and stuff, but they did manage to move it, so I stayed a few more days. That's in very Japan. cool. Uh, now, this has nothing to do with comics, but I am very interested. Since you were doing comedy out there, did did you have to tweak or change your act? What did, what did you find? What was the reaction to the jokes you were telling? How did you have to change mm-hmm. them? And we should say Nat's act has always been in Japanese. <laughs> yeah. So the fact he didn't have to change a lot. Actually, of it. switched right. it to English, interestingly <laughs> enough. Yeah, um, nice. yeah I... I um, it was interesting, you know, I think because it's English speaking, you're getting uh, a variety of people in the crowd. One of the first shows I did was um, mostly American and British comedians. It felt like it could have been in a bar in Brooklyn. Uh-huh. I did another show where it was a lot of uh, Japanese citizens who grew up speaking Japanese doing stand-up in English, a uh, Taiwanese comic, a comic who was, I think, Swedish. So it was like a much more international uh, lineup. And that was more interesting, sort of seeing how people 
not only just translate their jokes, but actually have to translate their sense of humor because I think that the Japanese sense of humor is different. And um, so I, you know, for me, it was more translating my stand-up to a broader audience. But also when I was on this tour, I was brought along, you know, when when I was touring with the uh, 311 program, with the, the disaster relief program, it was me... Uh, the woman who ran the 9/11 Tribute Museum, two psychiatrists, and I was, and, and uh, two med students. I was the. Were uh, you the fun one? Or I was, was the fun <laughs> one. Yeah, I was the quirky comic relief, actually. That no, is. but I was the entertainer, and I remember them telling me before we left. They were like, "Well, they're, they're, they know you're an entertainer. You are going to be asked to perform." And I was like, "I don't speak Japanese," and they were like, "We're just telling you what's going to happen." Wow. So there were multiple times where I had to get up and perform uh, comedy that people who spoke only English and and only Japanese could both appreciate, and it's. And Sometimes it would be like, you're performing in five minutes, we're in a restaurant, go. And I'm like, okay. And so I would just have to wow. lean back on my improv training. Was there ever a point where you're like, they're pranking me? Uh, you know, most of the time. I would say, like, there was a lot of time where I would just have the sort of like, is this real moment? But I, I think what was more... Less than being like, I'm being set up here. It was more just like, I, just being a big, lanky, white idiot all across Japan was incredibly supported. And like everywhere I went, people were like, I'd be like, hey, can you take a picture of me with this thing? And then like eight people would pose with me. We went to go see like this uh, pop concert. And one of the guys just like grabbed the musician afterwards and was like, hey, here's a famous American comedian. They're like, oh, we got to get pictures with him. <laughs> and so like just everyone wanted to pose for, for photo, not because I'm a tall white guy, but because I'm like down for whatever. And, and there's just photo ops everywhere. So it was a a lot more just like was this made for me like which is a very imperialistic way of looking at visiting another country I right. yes. wow uh, it's mine I, I spent some time in Japan uh, oh okay. years <laughs> gross. nobody cares I read cares. a lot of comics nobody cares uh, comics no. we talk about um, <laughs> I did go to the International Manga Museum in Kyoto I was about to ask about that I was about to ask a uh, comic okay, you, culture you are because good this asshole started bragging you, you still get a personal connection point. with my uh, <laughs> friends and listeners uh, it's fine yeah. I'll tell this story into my pill Low at night. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, I did. There was okay. So one thing that was really interesting about all this, I was saying to Pete earlier. You know, I didn't think I knew that much about Japanese culture, but I realized how much of it I absorbed through media, especially in my childhood, reading not just like manga and watching anime and video games were much more heavily Japanese when we were younger, but also just a lot of the media that I grew up watching is one gener. It's, it's another white guy was like, oh, I want to do it like Star Wars. Uh, Ninja Turtles is all just like a group of white guys doing their version of a Japanese thing. So there's so much of that that you absorb either directly or with like a degree of separation. But one of the really fascinating things being there was just the degree to which comics is integrated into the culture and has like a deep respect. Like I was staying in Southeast Kyoto, which is not a really popular tourist area. It was just sort of a residential neighborhood. And at the local convenience store, one day I was trying to get money out of what I figured out after about five <laughs> minutes was not an ATM, but a manga vending machine. Oh, <laughs> really? Wow. Yeah. Wow. But it has like a separate machine. And then there's just like a shelf because everything is on the honor system there. Uh, so you just let be like, I paid for that one. And then you would take it. And maybe you show it to the cashier. So you end up buying hundreds of dollars worth of manga. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I asked for, oh boy, that was a lot of (laughs) manga. Yeah, and and you can just, and then there's like, you know, the weekly Shonen Jump, which is like two inches thick, just comes out every week and it's in every newsstand. But there's also, another thing I learned is that they, their subgenres of like YA or children's comics are much more specific. So there's like zero to two, and then there's like two to four, and four to eight, and like in terms of age, ranges for the comics. What are some of the zero to two comics? They're like picture books, but like I think for them, like everything is integrated on a scale, right? So so it's like zero to two comics are all Marvel comic books. Whoa! Look at this guy! What a dick! Wow! Just saying. Wow. 
So there's this Read international manga museum. <laughs> yes. In Kyoto, there's a manga museum, and it's it's amazing. Um, and like they're they have exhibits on like the history of comics, and then they'll have exhibitions on specific uh, comics artists. They have a, a room that's full of plaster molds of people's hands, a plaster yeah plaster casts of people's hands, and. Uh, you know they have like Mobius's hand. They have a lot of uh, of, wow. of like uh, European and then Japanese artists. But the most amazing thing is that it's also just this enormous library, A to Z, of comics throughout the ages, and it's all in Japanese. Otherwise, I would still be there reading them. But I think you can get a membership, and every room you would go to, you'd just find like twenty adults sitting around casually reading comics. And what uh, a dream! Yeah. yeah, guys, we'd be normal over there. <laughs> <laughs> Now, wow. it, it, you were saying that, like, you would have to perform, you know, like, in five minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, that It went from seeing, like, when talking in the beginning, like, oh, what a dream vacation to a nightmare. Like, <laughs> you're in a restaurant, and then all of a sudden you got to just perform on the spot. Mm-hmm. Now... Luckily, I had such a good improv teacher that I was able to. Uh, <laughs> but did you? Now, who do you? Who are you speaking of when he's? Oh, uh, you know, I, it was uh, it was years ago. I was at like the People's Improv Theater. It's hard to say who. It's hard to say. Hard to say where I learned where I learned it was from. Was it wow. me? As <laughs> if it, it's actually it's Pete LePage. It's Pete LePage. Uh, I studied improv with Pete years ago. How do you feel that you're sort of a pad one? <laughs> one of your young charges has gone out in the um, world and brought your teachings, your tutelage, to I, such a far away. And like, real quick, can you just give us a little sensei. bit of what you imparted to him, Sensei? That's yeah, good. Sensei, way sensei to take on the, um, how I refer to the local Japanese language. Yes. Uh, not insulting at all to the culture. Uh, what was something you imparted to him in your improv training that he has taken with him? Uh, well, I just naturally encourage the talents that he has and just help them kind of like dial up a little bit. Like that's he a had all the that's, stuff. A good, that's a good play to your strengths. Yeah, if I may interrupt, one of the things Pete's being very modest here, what he'll do with his students is he'll run in when they're dining at a restaurant and be like, <laughs> yeah. improv now! Oh, yeah. Improv now! Yeah. yeah. But and he makes I, sure he gets some people who don't speak English in the room just yeah. to really yeah. raise yeah. the challenge. Now, that's the thing. Like, did you mess with them since maybe sometimes they didn't understand what you <laughs> mess were... Mess with them? Yeah, just be like, Here's you don't the understand teaching. what I'm saying. Do you? Here's the okay. teachings. Yeah, you really no. fuck up your job. There yeah, were yeah. a lot of bilingual people there, and okay. we had interpreters for some things. So I probably would have been. Also, they were like the yeah. people who were hosting me in Japan and probably paying for my meal at that matter. So it, probably, it, it would have been considered rude. Yeah, I don't, yeah. Sure. I don't know their culture fully. I don't want to presume, but I'd say it was probably probably would have been rude to do that. If they were, like, could you please do some comedy? You were like, no. <laughs> or if I was that's just like, anywhere. you don't know what I'm saying. Yeah. Oh, I think mock, that, openly That's what Pete was suggesting. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly yeah. what I was like, suggesting. No, I think that would probably yeah. be considered rude in, yeah. in most cultures. It's weird that you haven't been sent to Japan yet, Pete. Yeah, it's definitely weird. Now, uh, <laughs> yeah, no. I spent some time in Japan. <laughs> all right. Oh, yeah. All right. Were you, but seriously, though, I think it's odd that you're in a restaurant and someone's like, you have to do stand-up You're really now. fixated on this one. Yeah, it, yeah. It was, but like, was, I did more of a solo improv performance. I think I did like a like a short acted out thing. You did characters? Yeah, well, uh, you know, I actually Were it, you just it's like hard to tell who my inspiration is, Justin. What? I said it's hard to say who my inspiration is now that I think about it. You oh, know, it could be Pete. It could be the master of characters himself. Ah, I uh, think he's talking about his at, other teacher. <laughs> oh, God. Alex, what have you taught? Me? <laughs> yeah, exactly. What the hell, man? Alex, what have you taught any of us? Oh, oh, great question. Man. I've taught you to come back to comic books. Wow. Wow, what a lesson. 
Yes. Uh, welcome back. Thank you for having me. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Do you want to tell your fucking Japanese? No, that's fine. I'm, I'm good. No, no, I want to hear it. Uh, I mean, well, when I was there, uh, this was like many years ago. Right after college, it was like 15 years ago, and I um, I didn't speak to anybody. I was there by myself, and so I didn't speak to anybody for truly days. And I was staying in this like ryokin, and I went crazy. I think. Mm-hmm. I later I had to take all these pictures of me like holding up r- random objects and like <laughs> in like uh, a robe just being like like doing all these weird faces and stuff. Why and didn't I, you talk to anyone? Because I truly I tried to. Sp- I went to a bar like a pub bar mm-hmm. to be like surely there's going to be someone who will speak English with me there. Mm-hmm. No, I had like two drinks. No one no one was there to talk to. And I was like hey, and they were like no. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Finally, this in their w- defense, that's what I would say to you. Yeah, and you fully <laughs> this speak. Was also, yeah. before the days of Google Translate, because I don't really speak Japanese. Yes. I learned like a little bit, but also then it was like, oh, I don't. I need to look up a word. You can do it very quickly, or just show it to someone. I, that was another thing where I was like, oh, I am fully in the future at this point because I have yeah. this, you know, uh, talk universal box. T- talk bo- mother box translator, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Like boom tube. It was a boom tube. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was doing a lot of pointing at restaurants, but so I was in this pub, and <laughs> the uh, a couple came up, and they were like, hey, would you? speak English to us we don't we're learning and they didn't know a ton the, the boyfriend <laughs> knew a fair amount the the girl knew nothing I talked to them for a while they were like tomorrow we'll pick you up we'll take you on Kyoto so I and I said thank you that was my mom's response uh, <laughs> I was like sure I'll make so I met them I got on the back of this dude's motorbike he went to all these different Buddhist temples and all this stuff he was like check out of your ryokin come stay with uh, my girlfriend and I we had a crazy threesome just kidding no uh, <laughs> oh my I'm God. glad you got that out of the way though yeah, we're all waiting I know uh, no they uh, um, the the girlfriend cooked me all this, uh, this cooked us all this huge dinner. We I went to the bat local bathhouse where you like sit on a tiny stool and do all this uh, uh, hosing and um, <laughs> stayed over the night there. Uh, the accurate. next day they take me to the train station. The girlfriend's crying. It was like this huge like what? great moment. And then I was like, give me your email address. And I don't know how to translate <laughs> it to uh, oh, no. words and numbers that I can write into a oh, computer. Man. But it was so long ago. I'm They're sure. still waiting for you. Yeah. yeah. Did you bump sitting into at the computer? Yeah, did right. you bump into I did see two people who were just looking at a computer just 24 hours a day, just wow. waiting for an email, an open <laughs> refresh, email. Refresh, yeah. refresh, refresh. Yeah, you know, I didn't know what was up with that at the time, but now there it is. You know, no. when you think about it, Justin, she probably had something else going on, and you triggered it for her. It wasn't probably you that made Why her Why are you cry. trying to take this tiny well, part just, away from I'm me. just saying, it probably was <laughs> stuff that she had in her life past, you know. That, what, it's seeing me triggered it? Yes. Yeah, seeing what, what that, part of uh, it? A dude who doesn't understand the world he's in. Oh, like, Fer- like Ferris it. Bueller. Ferris yeah, Bueller. Yeah, 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 probably triggered it for her. Yeah. Uh, interesting. What a weird, dark take on this <laughs> lighthearted story. I just <laughs> now, now that yeah, you're back in America, what what should people be checking out? What are you doing lately? Uh, I've got a weekly show at the other pit, at the pit on the east side, called mm-hmm. New Material Night. It's every Sunday at 8. And it's a stand-up workshop. Thank you. Uh, and so it'll be me, a couple guests, and a headliner. Uh, recent headliners include uh, uh, Janine Garofalo, Asif Manvi. Nice. Uh, Some big hitters. Well, yeah, we got uh, Judah Friedlander coming up. That should be fun. Uh, Gary Goldman's been doing it a lot. He's been great. But it's really fun. Uh, I started Sorry, just a place Gary to... Gary Oldman? Gary Oldman, yeah. Uh, he's going <laughs> to do his character song. from uh, Dracula, interestingly enough. But, uh, uh, yeah. I was hoping uh, for Fifth Element. Fifth Element, yeah. yeah. That's a better reference. Hang on. Can we take that again? Can you ask me that? <laughs> Uh, roll it back, roll it back. Uh, yeah, yeah, Gary Goldman's been doing it a lot. <laughs> 
Cool. Do you wait? <laughs> Alex, come on, man. <laughs> Alex, teach him something. Yeah, Jesus. No, I give nothing He's the sketch guy. Come on, <laughs> Nothing man. of myself. I've read it out of the uh, But yeah, it's, a, it's supposed to be, like, I started just to sort of have a place to work on material, but it's ended up being a show where comedians uh, sort of, I think, get a little bit more creative and, and sort of take things an extra step that they'd be afraid to do from in front of a crowd that's not expecting experimentation. So it's right. ended up just being like a what I feel is like sort of a deeper take on stand-up, which is what I want to be oh, doing anyway. And of course, cool. if you see Nat in a restaurant, run up, yell, yeah. improv down, yeah. and he'll just do and it. He'll, he'll do it. Go he'll for do it. it. Mm-hmm. He'll do it. All right, we're going to move on with our next section, which we like to call The Stack. Yeah. yeah. And at The Stack, we're going to talk about a couple of comic books I've definitely read and seen before because we yeah. prepped well for the show. That's right. Uh, the Amazing Spider-Man number 29 from Marvel Comics. Ooh, uh, ooh, yeah, a lot of fans in the crowd. Huge Well, fans we don't have crowd. a lot of we don't have a lot of zero to two year olds out there. Wow! Again, Alex wow. being incredibly wow. nasty don't for no say reason. That about Pete, what'd you our think about this There's baby a word book? For that. Um, well, I'll tell you what. This uh, this has got MJ and Peter Parker together, which is very exciting for me. Yeah, let me lay it out real quick before you react, because I'm very okay. curious where your reaction is. Uh, so, uh, Mary Jane and Peter Parker dating. Right. Dating like pretty, cons- they're like they live together. Or no, he they live separately, but they're always hanging out together. Right, their relationship's going pretty well. Yeah. Uh, the Mary Jane is up for this job out in L.A. She's going. Peter's like, I'll definitely be there to uh, take you to the airport. He blows it as uh, is expected, and then we get this amazing last page reveal where Aunt May slipped him an engagement ring that he was thinking of giving to Mary Jane, or we don't know. I guess he could have been giving it to the Uber driver. Yeah, we don't know. Really he know. might have proposed to anyone. One of the yeah. two. One of the yeah, two. Yeah, maybe he, uh, you know, met this couple that then this was like, hey, why don't yeah. you go live with us? Like, yeah, yeah. It'll be a throuple in yeah. Japan. Yeah. Don't nobody <laughs> speaks. But yeah, you. MJ is gone in L.A. Peter Parker is back in New York with an engagement ring. What'd you think, Pete? No, How are you well, feeling? he's obviously going to wait for her. Now, do you think, or he'll fly out there? And do you think he's going to propose? Yeah. Really. What do you think the engagement ring's for? But do you remember why she went out to L.A.? She has an audition for a part. No, she's she's got a part, but the part uh, is a manipulation on the part of Mysterio and the villain who is targeting Peter Parker right now, where they're going to try to remove MJ from the situation and destroy her, potentially kill her. uh, So you're you're saying that... He's never going to see her again. <laughs> He's never going to see her again. He's left with the ring. <laughs> Don't do this to me again, Dick Spencer, uh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, wow, that was really that touched. Was, that uh, was a big turn. Uh, nerve there. Yeah. Uh, but how do you feel about seeing them? I don't feel good about it. How do you feel about seeing them getting close to being married again, since that was such Yeah, a, let's reset this bullshit that we've been living with for God knows how many years. Reset it to them being married. Again, saying. yes. I'll yeah. also mention this is happening over in Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man, but Aunt May is sick again. She has, I believe, cancer and is slowly dying. Do you think they might oh, get geez. to the point? If only there's some way to keep her alive. Well, what, no, what I'm saying is, do you think they might get to the point, since Peter Parker is ready to propose to MJ again, he might propose they could get married, find out that Aunt May yep, is sick, yep. and then have to trade their marriage to save Aunt May's life. What would you think about that, Pete? <laughs> if, if they retold the same story, I mean, Alex, what literally do you think <laughs> the same story. Amazing. I want that to that happen would be again. Amazing to you? That would be amazing. That would be I wanted to come down to that moment they could again. Call it two more day. Oh, Ooh, that's good. Oh my god, <laughs> no, that's good. No. The best sequels are just the first movie one more time. <laughs> uh, I want him to get to the point where uh, Mephisto's like, "So, what do you think?" And he's like, "The old lady." Dies this time. <laughs> I'm going with my girl. Yeah. Ooh, ooh. 
<laughs> that was very sensitive to you. Wait, yeah. Uh, did you check this out? What did you think? I about did. This I did read it. So I, it's a lot of. I, I haven't been reading Spider-Man, so the f- Mer- same way. He thwip thwip. He's the he sticks to stuff. It seems <laughs> like yeah. how, how does that even work? No. I yeah. I, I did read this. So I, I I kind of like you know maybe it's just because I I have. Uh, Poor ability to schedule myself, but some of my favorite Spider-Man stories are the ones where it's like Spider-Man's got to get to a thing, a basic thing in his life, but he can't stop doing the right thing. It's like, oh, one more person needs help. Oh, I got to do one more. And so this is like a classic one of those stories. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's we realize in the end that it's heightened because he's been trying to, I guess, have like a dramatic rom-com proposal to her right before she flies to Los Angeles. Yeah. yeah. Um, cool. <laughs> well, I will say, it's funny you mentioned on the plot thing and just like jumping in the middle because uh, my son just got this very old... Engaged. He got engaged. <laughs> Aww. Alex, <laughs> I'm very excited. He's it's five, a little, so yeah, it seems a little, little young. I think I married someone cute. when I was in kindergarten. We start looking at adorable little tuxes for him. Uh, that's uh, fun. No, the most uh, important part of the <laughs> wedding. Is. He, got, he got Spider-Man 50 from like the 90s. I don't even know what volume it is or anything like that. <laughs> but he started asking Two. me all these questions about it. He's like, so his, who's this guy? And I was like, oh, I think that's Craven, but he's wearing a metal suit for some reason. And he's like, okay, well, why is Spider-Man standing on his uh, table and eating a cheeseburger? And I was like, I don't know. I have to read this. And it's kind of amazing to jump in the middle of any point of continuity because this is clearly some point where Spider-Man is like, no, I'm the spider now. I only eat burgers raw. <laughs> and Craven's son, who looks exactly like Craven, is mm-hmm. chasing him. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. I like, feel insane w- saying yeah. this, but I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> but, I, but, I, but I know what you mean where like you could actually i will say that picking this up though i mean it is funny when you come in the middle and you're like who's that why is that person wearing eh, i guess that was going on for a while or, or you like read old avengers comics and there'd be like, like three people you've never seen it it's like ah, it was a thing at the time or that's thor, the, thor ja- was that's a, the jack of hearts yeah, yeah exactly yeah, he was very it. popular he in 1988 people loved cards back then <laughs> yeah <laughs> but actually this was funny picking this up because i've been reading spider-man in a while and last time i read it he was single and if we're friends with mary jane like this feels much more this doesn't feel jarring to jump into. It feels, al- I don't want to say generic, but it feels almost like boilerplate general Spider-Man that I'm used to in some ways. I think general Spider-Man. General, yeah, oh, that, that was a different arc in the 90s when he was in the military. Yeah, that was cool. Though, general too. Spider-Man. I think it's strange that they go right to the engagement ring here uh, because yeah. it's sort of like touching the hot stove for Spider-Man. Even still, even though it's been however many, like uh, over a decade since that happened, it still feels like they haven't been, Mary Jane and Peter Parker haven't been together for a uh, significant amount of time and why not just let us live in that for a little bit without raising the yeah it's spectrum. only been 10 right. minutes yeah. or 10 years let's keep it longer and keep them yeah. apart more 20 years 30 years no yeah. no i Fast agree forward, I that's think it. Get them back there's, together. there's definitely a cyclical nature of comics but the more time marriage yeah and marriage. you get um, married you get divorced you get married you get divorced yeah what uh, uh we that's, have to talk about something yeah. about <laughs> about uh the but they're doing that like we were talking about this earlier they're doing that with superman where it seems like they're going to reveal superman's identity to the world again and i, I don't know it it even uh, even if it's new for readers, even if you've done it like every five to ten years, so potentially there's new readers, it still feels like 
it lessens the impact every single time you do it. And it's the same thing with Spider-Man and MJ. I think they could be together but never married forever if you really wanted to. Yeah, there's no pressure. Yeah. (laughs) Can I? It's cool. I I never felt any pressure. The other thing that you have to take... (laughs) This all has gone on forever. All of Spider-Man has taken place in like, what, a year and a half or something like that? So, you know, chill out. Uh, I would like to say, though, that, like, I was pretty disappointed when they revealed, uh, you know, who Superman was the first time. Like, I want... You didn't I, know? Well, I know. I just want... <laughs> You're like, the guy's a, a, a reporter? Are you yeah. kidding me? No, I want, some the he doesn't need I want somebody... He's been right there the whole time. I want somebody who's... How did Lois Lane not figure it out? She's smart. <laughs> She's oh, a journalist. Now we hear about I this. wanted I thought they were somebody... just both at the phone booth Hold at the on, same Pete. time. We've got to make fun of you a little bit more for this before we finish the sentence. <laughs> you can move on in a second, but that was crazy. <laughs> you mean the bumbling guy from the news? Okay, now you can go. Right, so I mean, he's very good I looking, but s- Superman good looking? <laughs> he's wearing those tights all the time? How inconvenient. So... I want somebody just running. Wait a around. second! He's been writing news stories about himself. That's unethical. That's vain. If no wonder he's else. always first to the scene. <laughs> I want somebody losing their mind, just running around Metropolis, slapping glasses off people, being like, "Who are you? Who are you really? Who are you really?" <laughs> because the reveal. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sorry. Oh yeah. <laughs> let's let's touch on this. We Wait, just we made fun of you for what two full minutes, and the point you made after that was even crazier. <laughs> That's what it was I was like, even wait crazier. for it, guys. If you let me get this out, I'll thank no, you. No, it was worth it. It, it was, was worth, worth it to do it once and then again. So, it was going to do it twice. Uh, just to be clear, yeah. in this story you're telling about Superman, yeah. some villain hasn't figured out Superman's identity, yeah. but he has figured out he's a regular person wearing glasses. glasses. Uh, yeah, yeah. Or let me, because I have an alternate theory, <laughs> if I can just try to get inside Pete's sure. crazy head for a hot second. You're saying they find out that Clark Kent is Superman, and they're like, wait, everyone with glasses is secretly <laughs> yeah, yeah, a superhero. Exactly. So this guy's um, just walking around slapping Rivers Cuomo <laughs> and Walter Cronkite, <laughs> yeah, uh, Norman you, Rockefeller. You three motherfuckers, <laughs> just for you hiding. <laughs> you got like three other Robins sitting around here. Whoa. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that's, that's, that's crazy. That's not super eyesight. That's the other kind. That was, uh, <laughs> was actually scary to see you try to see with your glasses off. Yeah. It's crazy. Your eyes don't open. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're just they're just crusted over. <laughs> uh, this comic is good. Uh, yeah. Let's right. move on. Talk about Detective Comics number one thousand and eleven from DC Comics. I'd give this like an age two to four, something like that. Oh, yeah, wow. much more mature. Wait, DC is more evolved. Than yeah, they're a little more the it's grittier. It's the grittier, it's the grittier oh, for yeah. toddlers. Okay. Yeah. Now that you've said that, let me lay out the edgy plot of this. Uh, <laughs> there are two men who've been on an island in the Pacific since World War II. Wow, and, sounds familiar to my trip to Japan. I got to say, uh, yeah, yeah, this is perfect for you. Yeah. Uh, and Batman crashes there, and uh, so is Deadshot's there. He has to fight him off. And then he, these two guys, they're like, we want to stay on this island because we're friends and we like island living. And so Bruce Wayne, for the rest of time, is going to drop little treats for them, books and snacks, Aww. via a jet that parachutes on, uh, into the island. What a friend. This is a real what thing a that happened, right? I mean, not the Batman part, but like there were people who, uh, like after World War II, were just like, Abandoned, but they didn't know the war was over, so they were just standing their ground. Apparently, there was one guy who was there for like decades. Yes. Really? Yeah, I, in real like, life, not just the, in movies. Or yeah, or, or either like 
they didn't believe that Japan had surrendered because they would say that they said they would never surrender. And so there are these people who were just on islands, didn't get the word. I guess they didn't have the internet in the forties. I'm not sure on that one, but, uh, they, they basically would like probably continue to fight anyone who would come and be like, no, we're allies now. Like it's been years. And, and so they, I think there was at least one person who was there like hiding out on an Island for, for literally decades. So yeah. this comic is factual. It's there real. you go. It's, it's a real a, comic. It's an autobiography. That's by Batman. Well, really, by yeah, Batman. takes the fun out of that. Yeah, it took the fun out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, I guess your trip to Japan really, uh, it really changed me, Pete. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, you do have that scruff. I know we mentioned that earlier. Uh, I like the, uh, this uh, run of Detect Comics a lot. It's different Batman stories than we're used to. And uh, I like the idea. It reminds me of Batman, the animated series, that Bruce Wayne is like sort of a nice guy. And he like has sort of a nice guy? 50 other... Jo- well, in the main titles, he's like so stoic and like uh, caught up in his own shit. And this feels like he's like... He has a million tasks where he's like, oh, I have to send those supplies to the tiny Japanese island. I have to make sure that I uh, go and visit these uh, orphans that live in this place and bring them their snacks. Well, it's definitely, it's also very different from He's basically from like what, Blue Apron. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's also very different than what Peter J. Tomasi has been doing previously on the title, where he has been telling these very big stories. Mm-hmm. These are smaller stories, but it's fun. It's a nice yeah. uh, antidote to what's going on in the main Batman title. That's what I'm talking about. All right. Last one we're going to talk about, Miles Morales, Spider-Man, Number 10 from Marvel Comics. Uh, also, also number 250. There you go. They're saying. I'll tell you what, that numbering on the cover they've been doing, real confusing. Yeah. I noticed that on the other Spider-Man comic we were reading, it had the current number really big and then the legacy number real small. And then this one is the opposite. Yeah. Woo. So that's, that's con- nice. Comics. That's real not hard. Uh, also, if I did, were a new comic books reader and I saw LGY number 250 and then a 10 over it, I would probably be more baffled by that. I'll tell you what. I regularly read comic books, as you may know. It took me a really long time to figure out what that was. Okay. that's. I was that's like, what you, is that? Is that some sort of... <laughs> Number for sales, and then I realized, oh, it's legacy mm. numbering. There I'm all for legacy numbers. I just maybe, maybe because I, I do think the constant renumbering is frustrating because once you do it two or three times, it's like where to, if you get behind a month, it's impossible to figure out which one you were looking for, especially when they have two number ones within the same year. I think that's very, uh, that's bad. Problematic. Yeah, that's happened yeah. to a few Marvel series, but, um, like ones that came out before major events, but uh, I do th- I do think it's to keep track of it. But maybe it should be in like invisible ink or like a, a, a lettering that only comic book readers know how to read, like a different <laughs> language. Well, just just throw like it the out there. Krakoa lettering. Well, yeah, uh, right, exactly. Like the Krakoa lettering from like we all need to be imprinted with a new language that only we can read. Or maybe there's like a way if like you cross your eyes or squint, but we only post it to like. Uh, comic book message boards or this podcast. Maybe it's something where like you guys can take off your glasses and read it. <laughs> uh, that doesn't seem possible. So like you hold it real close to your <laughs> My face. My eyes don't work saying? that way. I'm sorry. Uh, what'd you guys think about this book? Well, it's uh, it's great. We got Miles Morales, and he gets a visit from his old buddy Peter Parker, which is fun. Uh, but I tell you. What's weird to me is, uh, I guess, as someone who's been reading comics for a long time, the mm-hmm. newer art where it really feels like it's uh, computer made, it kind of it takes me a little bit to kind of get into it a little bit. Um, I tend to find it easier to get in to like be sucked into the world when it doesn't feel so clean. And uh, so, kind of like almost. Animated. Do you mean more the coloring, or yeah, like, what is, or or because it is like very digital shaded. It's yeah. a lot of like gradients and stuff. Can I take a look at it real quick? Yeah, yeah. But also, like, if you're looking, I mean, I don't know if it's if 
if they're if the art's being drawn digitally, but like all the all the architecture and geometry is extremely pre- precise. Yeah, but, but a, you know, a penciler who's extremely meticulous. Oh, can yeah, also it says it was drawn by PlayStation Four. Wait, <laughs> oh, okay, that makes sense. Just yeah. <laughs> no, this is uh, drawn by Javier Garan and colored by David Curiel. Uh, but yeah, it might be digital shading potentially. I think with this, uh, the Miles Morales title, I feel like, is always sort of a little more uh, new with the art art, art take. Um, I, I feel... Yeah, sorry, go ahead. Uh, I think it's interesting they brought in the Green Goblin from the Ultimate Universe here, which is sort of like messing with the reality of the whole thing. Well, they already established, I think it was Spider-Man 2, they established that the Ultimate Universe still exists and still going on, so they are pulling stuff from there. And at the end of this issue, there's a cliffhanger that does loop in a character that was introduced in Spider-Man 2 as well. So yeah. I think that's what they're picking up on here. Our, apologies if I asked this on a previous episode and you explained it to me. But Who have they are expl- you? Yeah, what, what is, what are, are you left to right, or how are you supposed to read these things? Um, <laughs> oh, interesting. So the the Kirby ones are their thinking? Okay. So, uh, <laughs> that was a thought bubble. Uh, have they explained how, like, I, I know through Secret Wars, Miles Morales got sucked into the battle world and then ended up in our reality. Whatever. Have they explained, has he, in, in the comics, has he always no. been there? Does he have a history? Did he grow they up They have not that? explained that at well, all. Well, that's why I feel like adding these characters sort of shatter. It points to the discrepancy there, mm-hmm. and I think that's a weird choice. Like, does he remember being from another universe, or has he always been in our universe He's in this new history? Always I, been here. I think, if I remember correctly, and they haven't explained it very well, but cool, cool, cool. I think... Uh, think he's always been here, but he is one of the only characters that actually remembers what went on. Do Spider-Man and Mary Jane remember being married? Oh, that's a good question. No, they don't, because the devil took it away, right? The devil yep. took away the, all of their memories of it, so then they right. also, they dated, and then he left her at the altar. Is, right, is the but new they remember that version. something's wrong. They, they, can, they have like a sense. Yeah, they have a sense of it. I think they would talk about that more. <laughs> I guess not. It sums up with this. It's, it's almost as if they uh, yeah, don't want to yeah, Then they turn about and look at that and we're like, I wish you'd fucking die. <laughs> well, that oh, was why, wow. man. I, th- I really nice. do like one moment in time, that book, where they were just like, no, we're going to go back and explain like what they think happened now instead of it just being like, mm, it's a, a retcon and we, it, it, it hap- a crazy thing happens for four issues and then the characters never discuss it again, which is why I'm confused by this Miles Morales book. That's it for the stack. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. We're going to move on to our next section, which is my favorite section, because you guys make it up as your audience questions. Woo-hoo. And you can ask a question about Japan if you want, yeah. or for us, or something. Hey, See, mainly Japan, islands. though. Yeah. What? Mainly Japan questions. Mainly Japanese Japan comics. questions. Please speak in Japanese, Japanese movies. Japanese it does not need to Japanese be a question. Dating. What's your yeah. name? What's your question? I am Pablo. Hello. Hey, Pablo. Tomi Ayakato, Kotemas. Oh, okay. Kaki. I guess everybody's been to Japan. Okay. I don't know. I feel like most of those words are in a very popular song from the 70s. So. <laughs> also, he just said, thank you very much. For what, dude? Um, that I got here for the first time right. in a while. All right, all right, all right. Okay. My question is. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> See, you're thinking in Japanese, right? Yeah, you got to translate. You got to translate. No, no, yeah. no, no. Um, which comic book character do you really like to see in Japan? In Japanese, go, go to Japan, like like the way that Wolverine does, or? like take a trip to Japan, or in <laughs> Japanese. Because I'll tell you what, I can't read Japanese, so yeah. maybe none of them. Oh, okay. <laughs> 
though I will say on that tip, I, that makes me think of, like you said, Wolverine. Like, he went on a trip. He sort of did what you did and just had, like, a whole other little side adventure. Yeah, yeah. He, had, he uh, was like, I'm this now. I'm Patch. So your question is, did you have a Kitty Pride on your trip? Uh, no, and his first on Wolverine's first trip, he travels alone. Right? Oh, okay. He meets uh, with Yukio. Yeah, but I, I had a Yukio. <laughs> you had a Yukio. <laughs> yeah, we we killed a lot of people. Oh, unfortunately. that's fucked up, man. Uh, wow. It was kind of a wild bender. <laughs> oh, uh, guys, any comic books you'd like to see in Japanese? I'm <laughs> uh, uh, really not sure what the question is. <laughs> let's take it out and say, what character do you want to get out of their sort of uh, main comfort zone, comfort zone and yeah. go experience another culture? Yeah, really, uh, yeah. just kind ah, of like, yeah. okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think uh, <laughs> I'm just thinking. What's that? Uh, oh man, can't believe I'm blanking on the dude's name. The uh, raging, Punisher? No, no, the raging Cajun dude. Uh, Gambit? Gambit. Yeah. You want to see Gam- Gambit? In I want to see J- Gambit in Japan. Jabit? Jabit? Japan? I want to see Gambit. 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 Yep. Uh, a rude dude grass front. <laughs> yeah, that is how he sounds when he speaks. <laughs> I love you, Rogue. I like to see uh, Cypher in Japan just yeah. having a totally normal time. <laughs> that you wish he was there with you. I, oh man, I would have. Lo- I had Google Translate, which is a really rudimentary. No, you're Cypher. really pushing the Google Translate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We get it. You, got, you downloaded it now. Uh, I want Ghost Rider to like get off the bike. And go walk around a city. It's got yeah, a car. Just take now. a look. Yeah. Just take a look. Yeah. Answer some questions. Maybe get like a more compact car for the Japanese. Yeah, exactly. Spaces. Buy a hybrid vehicle for a change. Yeah. yeah. Just for a little bit, be the spirit of exploration. Uh, that's Ooh, exactly what I nice. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a, it's partially uh, powered by the spirit of vengeance and partially a hydrogen fuel cell. That's a, <laughs> exactly. He's, his carbon footprint sucks because he's just he's burning, burning all burning. the time. Yeah, yeah, everywhere awful. he goes, he needs to. His, yeah, his, he's got to get an emissions. Ch- if he gets pulled over, he's getting a ticket. Man. <laughs> yeah, he's getting a ticket. <laughs> He's way above the emission standards. Interesting question. Let's go like to the next one. Uh, what's your name? Uh, what's your question? My name is Kevin, and you were talking about the cyclical nature of comic characters and mm. their continuity. Ooh, indeed. And often, you know, characters will evolve, you know, as they cycle, and there will be elements of the past that may be left behind. So what are some of those elements? And romance is off the table, so okay. no mm. Spider-Man, MJ. No, we're not going to. Uh, we've talked about boo. that too much um, in our lives. Other than romance, <laughs> what is some aspect of like a character's past that has not been in comics for a while that you might like to see return? Great question. Ooh. Interesting. Uh, I okay. So I wanted to say this is. I'm not sure this is perfectly answering your question, but uh, when we were talking about Batman not being like the ultimate grim and gritty version of it, is like Batman having a sense of humor. I think is an element. I don't think that's like a one time thing, but. Batman used to be portrayed as like a more charming character, even the Batman side of it. I, I think it was Kirk like, Busick or someone was talking about this recently, but it was saying basically like people loved the Dark Knight Returns so much that they made young Batman this grim person who has no social skills. And he made the point that like there's all these stories about Batman alienating the people close to him because he can't be social sociable with them or can't be friendly. And he's like, well, he can fake being Bruce Wayne. Couldn't he at least fake being nice to Robin? <laughs> but but I always love when like Batman and Alfred have like banter, and he shows like a little bit more humanity. And so mm-hmm. like yeah, I think that's like an element of like him having more depth of character. Because it's not interesting if he's always grim. I think it's better if he's sort of struggling between those elements. And there is this like charming person who he maybe could have gotten to be if his life wasn't dedicated to 
you know, fighting crime. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I think there's something to the, like, if someone was, like, that grim all the time, you'd be like, hey, man, knock it off. Like, Alfred's always being, like, having a little tart little comment mm-hmm. about, like, sir, your sandwiches, please eat and get some sleep. And Batman ignores him all the time. I'd be like, come on, dude. This is, yeah. like, your best friend. Yeah, you've known this guy your whole life. He's, like, one of the only people who has your secrets, and he made you a sandwich? Like, That's... he could retire by now. He's probably rich, too. He's been... <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was a world-class adventure spy. Yeah, and then got paid by one of the richest families in the world for decades. He's probably fine. He's probably fine. No, I think Alfred has a severe gambling problem. Oh, you think that's why he's, he's still... blowing a lot of his money. When Batman's yeah. off at Adventures, yeah, he's, yeah. like, playing online poker. Online poker, <laughs> like just Pachinko. rolling dice. Oh, yeah. He's rolling dice uh, in the Batcave. Really? He's playing craps in Crab Alley. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's fucked up. He's playing yeah, CeeLo. Fucked, fucked up. He's got to do the edgy thing. Uh, what about some continuity stuff that you feel like? What would you like to see brought back, Pete? No romance Elements stuff. of characters, no, no romance. romance. Yeah, that's a, that's a hard part, no romance stuff. Um, you know, what a romantic guy. I mean, the first thing that comes to me is I'd like to see Cyclops less of a douche, uh, but that's kind of who he I is. I think we're getting we're getting to that. Yeah, he wasn't really a douche. Yeah, no, he know. was his whole life. Yeah. Um, so like when he was so like a fifteen year old orphan, you would you would count that as, as kind of a douchey, yep, douchey yep. move, dude. Yeah, total yeah. douche move. Yeah, going to space was with his hurled dad. out of an airplane, his whole life, watching his parents die, his whole life he was oh. a douche. Um. I don't know, man. This is tough. It's a tough question. Because I, uh, comics, I mean, a comics good job. have been going on. Yeah, they've been, uh, you know, they've explored so many aspects of the characters. I want to see Captain America carry a gun. Oh, wow. <laughs> like okay. he Again. He used like to Bucky? have. Like yeah, Bucky. he used oh, to I don't have know. Guns. You just had comics that have been going on for so long. It made me think of like Golden Age comics where Captain America would be like, let's get those Nazis. And he'd just like shoot people. Like, yeah. yeah. There's like that image of him and Bucky like dropping down from the sky and they've just got like machine guns. So like, you'd just like to see more Nazis in comic books. Uh, that's truly a misinterpretation of what I said. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that does make me think. I, I love the nomad period of Captain America and it mm-hmm. feels like they keep getting close to that. Um, we talked about this with the, mo- the Avengers movies. Um, with the whole thing of Captain America living out his life uh, back in time, he could. There could be a nomad standalone movie where uh, the the Chris Evans uh, Captain America goes and, and wanders around America in the seventies, oh. uh, which would be super cool. There's space for that. They could do it. Yeah, it almost happened well. in the Chris uh, Samney stuff that was like recently. We was going to he different. was traveling around. Yeah, he was. Traveling but he was around. still pretty stars and stripes. Yeah, he was. Oh. He was. He right. used to grow his uh, hair out. I think Namor should talk to fish. Remember, he used to talk to fish. Yeah, like Did really early and on? lose yeah. the wing feet. Yeah, <laughs> Do they, does he still have the wing feet? No, he doesn't have the yeah. wing feet oh, anymore. Man, those are cool. They work. He doesn't have those anymore. No, He's probably just wearing shoes. It's he doesn't wear shirts hard to anymore. Put shoes on over that. Yeah, it would be so painful. Maybe they just fold back elegantly. We don't know. Elegantly on the ankle? Well, like Where's a, he imagine, hiding them? Look at yeah, a bird. The chafing like, of you that. Yeah, look at a bird. You can yeah. fit a bird in a sock. Birds wear shoes all the time. Back out, but they go back. Birds aren't wearing shoes around their whole body. No, but I would say you could put a bird in a shoe very easily. Like, no, their wings aren't always sticking out. They might just fold back elegantly. Like, a bird. keep talking about elegance. <laughs> look, yeah, I'm just why? saying, I, I, it's not, I, there's nothing wrong with thinking his feet are elegant. You know, I mean, some people think this way, some people don't. I don't know. What, don't make single me out. Beautiful wow. feet. He just yeah. has very beautiful feet. I, <laughs> Yeah. I'm not weird. No, you're not <laughs> weird. Yeah, yeah. Uh, great question. Do we have one more question? You, sir, right there. Oh, come on up. What is your, like name? Really what is your question? Hey, fuckable feet. Um, <laughs> my name is Sean. Whoa, whoa. Hey, uh, Sean. I, I just want to give you guys a plug. I really enjoy Watchmen Watch. Oh, oh hey. Thanks. Wow. And um, there's very little that's out about the new HBO TV series. And from what we know, it being 34 years later, is there anything, just one thing, that you maybe would like to see? 
Just one thing. Like Great. represented in the Watchmen TV series. The new Watchmen TV show. Uh, we should say, so we do a podcast called Watchmen Watch where we are, um, right now, we're leading up to the new series where we're going to um, sort of do a deep dive into each episode, but right now we're doing a deep dive into each comic issue. Yep. And I'll tell you what, we've been really getting into it. We have. We're getting into some real uh, philosophical underpinnings. Yeah, you guys just make fun of me. No. And no. that's so different from our other podcasts. Yeah, yes. so different. I would say, Pete, this is the one podcast where we almost don't make fun of you. Yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> we get close to not. Almost yeah. don't make fun of you No, sometimes. you have some very good points. Sure, 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 yeah. yeah. That's a compliment. <laughs> yeah, that's as close as he gets. <laughs> Let me red flag that as a compliment. <laughs> Let me red uh, flag that. Yeah, so that's, that's Watch and Watch. That's coming out Mondays and Thursdays right now, so definitely check that out. But uh, talk about the check TV show. Check out Google Translate while you're at it. <laughs> oh, wow. Cool. Uh, talk about the TV show. Are you looking forward to it, first of all, Matt? I, uh, like, I feel oh, the way I feel about... Watchmen is the same way I feel about the His Dark Materials TV show, which is that I am extremely cautiously optimistic. Like, the original mm. matters to me. I never watched the movie. Uh, the Watchmen movie, rather. Yeah, yeah. Or the His Dark Materials Golden Compass movie, for that matter. I don't want right. to see... That stuff is so vivid in my mind. I probably haven't read Watchmen in, in, in 10 years, but it's still, like, burned into my brain. You didn't watch the Watchmen movie, right? No, I've never seen it. Interesting. Um, I, it, by the time I had the opportunity to see it, the the critical reaction had sort of washed in, and I was like, I don't, I don't think this is for me. Oh, you, well, you can check out Zack Snyder's Ultimate Edition on <laughs> Amazon's Prime Video. My roommate described that movie uh, to me as, it, I said, is it bad? And he said, it's a new kind of bad that I'm not sure you know exists. <laughs> wow. So I decided I could pass on yeah, it. Yeah. But um, no, I, I'm, I'm definitely excited for this series. I mean, I think in general when someone when, whenever they license a property and it's like oh you know this is a, a comic that came out over the course of 12 or 24 issues it's this detailed episodic story and like we're going to condense it to two hours or something like that it always feels like a misstep to me so I, I feel like this is the way to do it but there's it's such a nuanced work that was also really going event against conventions and is also like very anti-corporate and whenever a corporation then licenses a property that feels that way they always sort of uh, sand off the edges of something like that. So I feel like there's so many important details of it they could get wrong. But again, I'm 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 hoping that they that, it, that it's like well executed. What I'm excited about is uh, you know it's going to be HBO, so there's no uh, content restriction. You know, they see can, that blue dick? Uh, <laughs> wow, uh, um, that's oh, what you were going to no, say. No, no, I was not. Yeah. No. I heard in the show everyone has a blue dick. <laughs> really? Yep. That's men the and women. You don't see all Ooh. of them. <laughs> Some of them are clothed, but that's the kind of makeup. It was for yeah to help them get into character. So yeah. I'm hoping whatever they're going for, I'm hoping you know. And Zelbin talked about this a little bit of like how they're going to kind of take the essence of it and just kind of push it in, into the now a little bit and make it mm. relevant for the times that we are living in. Hopefully, it feels like the edginess of the comic that we are all blown away by and uh, kind of makes it a little bit more up to date with uh, what's so going on. So question about that. Like, yeah. I think the original comic is very grounded in like Cold War fear and par- paranoia. And then the, you know, the final, um, you guys have read Watchmen, right? Where I can spoil uh, the, the final crisis in, in Watchmen is like, it's an, it's the whole point is just to sort of like trigger enough fear. It's not even really an attack on New York. It's kind of just to, to incite a mass hysteria is the idea what do you feel to create a larger enemy so we get over our uh, stupid right uh, that, Cold that, War that's stuff. the whole the whole plan there but it's capitalizing on this like massive like yeah like f- culture of paranoia what do you think 
they're not going to do the exact same thing for the ending, right? Well, like, what it, do you? How do you think? It's funny you say that because rereading it, it's amazing how much of our culture has moved back toward that, like sort of misinformation, paranoia, and sort of a general higher stress than mm-hmm. I remember mm-hmm. in my lifetime. Like I lived through the eighties. I'm Congrats, alive. You <laughs> I'm alive. But I like uh, too young to really experience sort of that Cold War stress. But it feels like we're there in a lot of ways, both mm-hmm. politically, international uh, stress, all that. Uh, literally, right now in this day, that kind of stuff is happening. So I think they can capitalize on that same vibe. It feels very accurate to be doing this now. Um, for me, the yeah, I mean, actually, not to be too dark, but there was like a mass hysteria in Times Square like a month ago. Yeah. So, so yeah, maybe, maybe I'm, yeah, I don't know. But uh, well, sorry, one on. of the things we don't know a lot about the series, we do know that there's seemingly this sort of cult of Rorschach that we're assuming read his journals, misinterpreted it, built a lot of conspiracy theories off of it, and now there are a group called the Seventh Cavalry that is seemingly following his teachings. They may be part of some vaster conspiracy involving Ozymandias, who is played by Jerry Irons. There seems hints that Dr. Manhattan is coming back. So There's is this like, like fully that. sequel to I, the series? I or think to the, the more that the they show movie? off of it... It was unclear at first, but it seems like it might be fully sequel, but they may take some liberties. Like, uh, they're saying you don't have to have read Watchmen to get into this. You can fully understand it. Um, but it does seem like it's an actual continuation. Oh, okay. See, I thought it was going to be more of a reimagining for modern times or something. I think, though, what they're going to do at the same time, the sense that I get, this is based on having seen none of it or anything other but than like the flashing trailer. back and... Uh, there might be really flashbacks, but I think, like, they're touching on the same things. Like, you see a shot of Ozymandias on a horse galloping by a pirate flag right out of Tales of the Black Freighter. So I think what they're going to do is that it is a sequel... But there are these touchstones, these visuals touchstones, mm-hmm. these lines, these recurring motifs and themes that you did see in the comic book. That a lot are of Easter eggs. Yeah, Easter eggs, kind of. And they don't but have to be beholden to any of the continuity, I think, from right. the, the, the comic. But it's not connected to the movie, even though it's just after. The movie is literally the comic book with yes. just a Zack Snyder lens over it. Okay. So it's yeah. like the contrast. And everybody is much, saturation turned down. In the yeah. Everybody's much stronger and can punch through bricks. Okay. Yeah. But, but every episode is just, uh, there's a bed of hallelujah playing under every episode. <laughs> <laughs> so that's going to be fun. And yeah, it's just a very long, very long can't believe I missed that. Yeah, and of course all the blue dicks. So yeah, lot, well, I mean, that's the big the question mark is Billy Dr. Crow? Manhattan. Uh, how, are they gonna, how are we going to see him? What is his role? Is, is is he a character or is he more of a force or yeah. something like that? That's, is he living on Mars? Like, what's going on? That's the real tricky thing, I think. With it, it does seem like he has been on Mars during the intervening time and is coming back. And this is my best guess based on, again, like two minutes of footage, is that Dr. Manhattan comes back to Earth. That triggers off something. There's already this stuff going on with the cops where they're all masked to try to hide their identity from the 7th Cavalry, who is going specifically after cops. So there's this whole vigilante war going on. Potentially, it's all part of a master plan by Ozymandias that ties into Dr. Manhattan again. Again, like, 
This is probably just the first episode what they're setting up, but we'll yeah. see where they go from there. Dare I even ask if Alan Moore has uh, uh, signed off? Or oh, he's given all his in on it. He's, all he, in. he's actually he's playing all the roles. Yeah, yeah. he's yeah. going to do a, 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 a he synergy, opened up the Comic Con Watchman. Yeah. He was uh, like, "What's up, everybody? Yeah. It's your boy A. Bory. Happy to be here on the Pepsi stage, making the creativity possible." He's got T-shirt <laughs> cannons. Yeah. He's uh, he, uh, with that DJ. When you're at a Sunoco station, you got to get your signature 32 ounce Watchman Pepsi Slurpee. Yeah. Big dick, big gulp. Oh. Yeah, that you're, you're, is, uh, he, he, he said it. He said it. Not he established me. that in a very early issue of Swamp Thing. That, that was his catchphrase. <laughs> yes. Uh, big dick. Uh, there big you go. Hope Pete that is kind just of shaking it. his head and just yeah. tucking his face into what his chest you, right now. Uh, we should say um, Pete, his original name was Pete LePage Moore. Uh, <laughs> and then Al Moore took his name off of Pete. <laughs> uh, so, too bad. <laughs> That's it for audience questions. (laughs) Guys, we're going to move on to our next section with Pete LePage Moore. More of Pete LePage with some more trivia. All right. Here we go. This is the part we give back to you, the lovely audience. It's an opportunity to win 25 free dollars in the form of a gift card to Midtown Comics. Who would like 25 free dollars? A simple raising of the hand. Yes. Casual hand up guy. Casual hand up guy. Come on down. All right, uh, sir, I'm going to read you a question. Listen to all three possible answers. Today's trivia is on uh, topical comic slash pop culture news. Ooh, out of the pop culture. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's, that's right. the kind of thing you can do when you're the star. Can't wait for you to talk about the new Lana Del Rey album. <laughs> Dude, don't fucking spoil. <laughs> Jesus. Sorry, I forgot I read the questions. Yeah. All right, here we go. Question number one. What is coming back after 24-year hiatus? Is it A, The Far Side, B, The Pirates of Dark Water, or C, Chevy Chase? Mm. So it's either A, or it's, you could pick B. It's The Far Side. Yes, yeah. it is. I'm super excited about I that. I mean, Pirates of Dark Water. I would be, that was no, my jam. Yeah, that, that, that was my I jam. That show was great. Very good show. I don't think it ever got resolved. Also, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. The water was still very dark. It was still pretty dark. dark. Yeah, pretty dark. It's very dark. <laughs> can't see the bottom, which is yeah. scary. All right, here we go. Question number two. Uh, the Kubert School has a new owner. Who is it? Is it A, Jim Lee, B, Anthony Marquez, or C, Sandra Bernhard? So it's either A, Jim Lee, or it's B, former booth man, Anthony Marquez. Is it B? It is B. Nice. That's Very right. Very cool. Former booth man. Dude, after your booth man, the world is your oyster, buddy. Yeah. Very targeted thing to say to our booth man. That's right, booth man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, great Big shoes to fill. Make get your shit together. <laughs> Is what Pete's saying. Yep. All right, last one. Ten cities will be celebrating a certain day by putting a certain signal in the sky on <laughs> September 21st. What day will wow. be they celebrating? A, Batman Day. B, Groundhog's Day. Or is it C, Carol Spinney Day? So it's either A, 
which is the only one that makes sense. Yeah, it's going to be Batman. It is that Batman Day. It does make a lot of sense. I'm excited. New York City is going to get a Batman signal in the sky. Yes, that will. we'll finally see if it works. Yeah. All right, there we go. Uh, quick thing before we go to the second part of trivia, just want to mention, if you want to learn how to jump up and down boxes, there is no better place to go than the Q-Bird School. <laughs> it's absolutely wonderful. I thought that was why you were laughing. Definitely that check that out. That is definitely uh, great how place. that sounded. Now there you got to watch out for those snakes. <laughs> Yeah. You do. Yeah. Yeah. That's why you go to the They're school. So, yeah, that's why you gotta go to the school. Since when can snakes yeah, jump? Go. What yeah. about Pete's hidden quiz? <laughs> uh, there's a sub yeah. quiz. We'll in get his, to hiding that. in his quiz in the third answers. What are your third answers? Today, Chevy Pete? Chase. Yep. Sandra Bernhardt. Yep. And Carol Spinney. Carol Spinney. All right, Kevin Tricky. over here has got it. What is it, Kevin? Follow that bird. That's yeah. right. Sesame wow. Street presents Damn, Follow dude. That Bird. And yes, John dude, Candy well, was in that. Oh, that's You're great. goddamn Steve right he was. Carol Spinney was a big clue because he was. had to do a lot of acting outside of <laughs> puppeteering uh, big birds. Sure, of, sure. Yeah. Yeah. As we all know, tomorrow is New Comic Book Day. We recommend you go to Midtown Comics because they've been nice enough to sponsor the show. That's Pete, so what are you nice. looking forward to? I am looking forward to Batman number 79. Uh, a lot of crazy stuff is going on in Batman's world. Um, you know, it's Bane City. Uh, and, uh, you know, hopefully it makes it out alive. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't think it will. Uh, what are you looking forward to, Justin? I'm looking forward to... Oh, I'll tell you what to, you're looking forward to. Uh, yes, I am looking forward to yeah. Weatherman uh, number four, a great series I like about a dude who uh, was... Uh, he finds out he's not just a goofy weatherman. <laughs> he resulted in... Or he caused the death of the Earth. I and feel like that it reminds me of you. Oh, do tell why. Because uh, I'm know, always telling you the weather? No, because you're kind of like a goofy dude, but like deep, deep down you're hurting us all. Wow, interesting. <laughs> and I have a couple of follow-up <laughs> questions to that rather large statement, uh, but I will ask them off mic at 2 a.m. tonight. Uh, <laughs> I look forward to Once and Future number two is coming out tomorrow from Boom yes. Studios. This book Very is great. Book. It's by oh. Kieran Gillen. It is Amazing. about a kid finds out his grandmother was some sort of monster hunter back Bad in the day. Badass grandma. She sucks him into this big fight against a resurrected evil King Arthur. And yeah. it's... Awesome. It is so much fun. I cannot recommend it highly enough. Uh, we are going to have a review of it on our Stack podcast, which posts Wednesday morning at 9 a.m. So check that out either in the Comic Book Club feed or in the dedicated Stack feed. Nat, plug your stuff again. What should people check out? Uh, House of X number five. I wrote it. Uh, it comes out tomorrow. What? Nice. Wow, that's uh, yeah. huge. Big reveal. It comes out. You'll find that in tomorrow's issue. The big reveal is on the title, on the, the, the attributions page. It's actually been me all along. Oh, wow. uh, you can check out a new material night every Sunday night, 8 p.m. at the Pit Underground. And most importantly, uh, give me a pass to New York Comic Con because I forgot to buy one. Oh. <laughs> Great plug. Reverse plug. <laughs> yeah, no, I will be available to be given a pass to, <laughs> nice. to New York Comic Con. There we go. A uh, couple of other things we want to plug. As mentioned earlier, we're doing Watchmen Watch, which comes out Monday and Thursday, and then we'll head over to its Sunday schedule when the show debuts in October. So check that out in its dedicated feeds. Also, we're coming to the end on Preacher with our Preacher oh, Men oh, podcast. Yeah. You yeah. doing okay, Pete? Nope. 
Okay, sad great. piece. Uh, check that out. Also, Riverdale After Dark, a Riverdale podcast, is kind of back. We just put up a season four preview, so you can check that out all in its own feeds, uh, and then it'll be back to normal starting in the beginning of October. Pete, what else do you want to plug? Friend us on Facebook so you get to know about the amazing guests we have on our live show. Follow us on Twitter at Comic Book Live, and also we are doing a special New York Comic Con kickoff show on Thursday, October 3rd at 9.30. Uh, we will have more details of that coming out. It's at a venue called Caveat. We have some special guests. It's going to be a fun night out. Please join Call us. The yeah, there you go. Uh, if you want to support the show, patreon.com slash comicbookclub. You can check us out at comicbookclublive.com for this podcast. More. Subscribe and rate and leave a comment on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Android, or the app of your choice. A couple of people we want to thank before we go. We want to thank Nat for being on the show. But most of all, we want to thank you guys. We're every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Totally free. Please tell your friends good night. Good night. Thanks. Just nothing.